Thus is the goal of a book called Stealing Fire, written by Stephen Kotler, and Jamie Wheel joins us right now, uh, about their book, about uh, a way to maybe achieve better performance and all the things that we do. How do, how do you guys uh, summarize what your, uh, your, your approach in this book? Because I've been trying to figure out a good way to say it and can't. <laughs> That's great. It's a great question. Um, the way we look at look at the book is it's it's really a a, a book about a kind of a four trillion dollar underground revolution in people hacking states of consciousness to massively up level performance. Well, that's interesting. And you guys, and forgive me, is that Stephen who just spoke? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Stephen. Sorry, and that's okay. And I know Stephen's in New Mexico. Uh, Jamie joining uh, uh, joining us on the phone from Austin. Jamie, expand upon that a little bit um, and talk to us about the folks that you talked to specifically and what you gleaned from them. Sure. So for us, this was about a four or five year kind of investigative journey into what the cutting edge of human performance was these days. And we were fortunate enough to be able to visit everyone from uh, the special operations community in the U.S. Armed Services, all the way to kind of the cutting edge of Silicon Valley, like the Google campus, and then even to kind of the, the, the fringier high grounds of things like the Burning Man Festival, where, where a lot of these folks would all kind of gather and convene. And what we found, and, and all the way to actually to Island in the Caribbean, which is Richard Branson's kind of famous hideaway. And in each of those instances, what we found was the people with the access to the best information, the tools and the resources were all using varying tools and techniques to basically tune their state of consciousness or awareness in order to solve some of the world's hardest problems. And as Stephen pointed out, once we really started digging under the hood of this and saying, okay, well, these are the elites of the elite performers. Sure, they might be doing it, but it might never affect the rest of us. When we actually went down and kind of track the numbers, track the economics behind it, it added up to $4 trillion that all of us are collectively spending just trying to get out of our own heads every single year. What do you mean, tune your consciousness? Do you mean like uh, the rock and roll bands of yore with drugs and groupies? And like, Surely that's not it. Uh, Stephen, take it. So, so, so partially. The, the, the real answer is... Um, you know, like Charlie Parker's it, techniques are not going to work for me. I'm just, you know. And, and rightly, they shouldn't. Um, but there are lots of techniques that do work for you. And I mean, kind of the most obvious example of, of kind of this spreading into America is the fact that 44% of American companies are going to roll out mindfulness-based stress reduction programs, right? These are essentially meditative techniques, breath techniques, that alter kind of our normal consciousness. And what I mean by that is, like, what we we live in a state most of the time you and i right here right now that psychologists describe as 21st century normal tired wired and stressed so we have sort of a steady drip drip of stress hormones like norepinephrine and cortisol a lot of activity in our prefrontal cortex the hyperlogical part of our brain and our brain waves are spiked up uh in beta which is where we are when we're in normal waking consciousness there's a whole slew of states of consciousness from meditative states to contemplative states to flow states to kind of states of awe, to mystical states, to psychedelic states, to technologically enabled states that alter this signature in a profoundly, you know, powerful way, moving, you know, moving consciousness from kind of the prefrontal cortex into 
farther parts of the brain, uh, flushing stress hormones out of your system, pumping you full of kind of feel-good performance-enhancing neurochemistry and on and on. So what we're talking about is, is, is a range of states of consciousness that we describe using the term ecstasis, which is actually an old Greek term that means to be out of your head, to stand outside oneself, so outside the normal experience of consciousness, and to be filled with insight and information. So our access to information processing goes up in these states. So how do you, this is interesting, because how do you get to this in a point where there's another book and we had the author on, and it's eluding me at this moment because my brain is just overused right now. But um, in this era where so many people are so involved with their self because of social media, um, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but, you know, we've all become experts putting our opinions out there because we can. It's so easy with social media or showing, you know, shots of our lives and stuff. Um, you know, how do you kind of, are you saying that we should kind of get out of that or that we need to kind of get out of that? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, the simple, the simple fact is, is that at the same time that we have this sort of echo chamber of kind of selfie-induced uh, narcissism, right, where we can't get outside the images we project of ourselves, we're also suffering from massive spikes in depression, in anxiety. I mean, one in four Americans these days is on some form of psychiatric influencing medication, you know, the diseases of despair that there have been recent reports on in the last couple of months really affecting like middle-aged, middle-class Americans and in almost epidemic numbers. The World Health Organization saying that suicide is now a greater risk than warfare or famine globally. And you realize, okay, that ability to get, like the inability to get out of our heads, the inability to, to change the channel from what Stephen was calling the sort of 21st century normal is literally killing us. And so these states which are becoming easier to access, safer to access, and requiring less kind of buying into mythologies or, 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 or stories, let us tune those states. And whether that's smart tech coming out of, you know, Apple and the, you know, the Fitbits and the varying kind of wearables that are helping people do that, what Time magazine just published last week, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the advent of sensory deprivation tanks, the ability to float in pitch black darkness and how much that's a trend that's catching on to mindfulness-based stress reduction. And, you know, half of American companies now teaching some form of mental control. All of those things are part of that $4 trillion economy and part of what's helping us just turn the channel away just to get out of the echo chamber that you were talking about with the sort of the social media world we live in. And, and the benefits are profound. Uh, it's intriguing. I mean, are, are, there, are there small ways to get this done or are they only big? I mean, is there only a complete wholesale change of your life? No, I think there's really small ways. I'll give you a really simple example, right? That, that this is something that, you know, at the Flow Genome Project we train people with, and it's a really easy way. And breath, as we, as we mentioned earlier, is a really easy way to kind of tune your consciousness. And one of the things we know is when your inhale is twice as long as your exhale, and as long as that kind of inhale is like five seconds, your exhale is 10 seconds, say, um, it automatically downregulates your nervous system after you've done around about three to five breaths. Your brain goes, oh, look, long exhales, you must be really calm. And as a result, stress hormones start leaving you. Focus starts to drop a little bit closer to alpha. So there are, there are you know, you can, you can start there. You can go all the way up to, you know, we met Wall Street traders who were using transcranial magnetic stimulation. They were literally kind of zapping their prefrontal cortex with a weak magnetic pulse to knock it out, kind of artificially induce a flow state before they were going into the trading floor because it, they felt wow. that it was making them make better decisions. So yeah. you know, the spectrum is really, really wide right now. And as Jamie pointed out, 
the access points, there's really simple, easy, non-doctrinal access points for anybody who's curious. Hey, Stephen, we got to run. Stephen Collar, Jamie Wheel, the book is Stealing Fire. Ed Baxter, 10 seconds, what do you got? Oh, Corey, I've been zapped, I'm ready to go. Uh, (laughs) CEO Mark Fields out at Ford. We'll talk about the shakeup with Bill Ford, and we'll talk with J.P. Morgan. CEO Jamie Dimon, all coming up on Bloomberg Best. Corey Carroll? I'm waiting for Ed to join the, your chorus, Carol, you and the Apple model, trying to get me to meditate. Let, oh, oh, yeah. I'm working I on it. See it's that. my goal for 2017, Corey Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Bloomberg Radio.